When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to I'm Absolutely Fine, the podcast from the middle that looks at all the glamour and indignity of being a grown-up. Hi everyone, I'm Emily and I'm absolutely fine, but uh, last week I was talking about my how my sort of people-pleasing reflex was out of control and I was apologising to podcasts when I turned them off accidentally. Well, this weekend <laughs> it uh, took on a whole new level when I was watching the excellent, and I'm sorry I'm so late to this party, Michaela Cole drama, which everybody will know is called I May Destroy You, and I call May I Destroy You. <laughs> I mean, relentlessly. It's like she's, you know, asking to do something, you know, aggressive and terrifying. And I found it annoying, and now I'm calling it May I Destroy You as well. <laughs> what are you watching? May I Destroy You, please. Which is... If you, you don't know. mind, sorry. <laughs> Which is almost the antithesis of what Michaela Cole's message is. But anyway, so because she is unapologetically a genius. Anyway, so there you go. Uh, May I destroy you, please? Sorry. Annabelle, how are you? I'm Annabelle and I'm absolutely fine. But I am waiting in real time for a phone call that I am 95% certain is going to be really quite bad news. Very bad news. Uh, Not about me, but in a way that's going to affect me for years. And I know it's coming. And it's a really strange feeling to be sitting with this, slightly sick, heart pounding, recording this and knowing that the phone's going to ring and then things are going to change. Yeah. So I don't know what to say about that other than I don't feel so great. And, you know, maybe there'll be a miracle. Oh, well done you for recording it. I mean, it is so odd, that feeling. It's like sort of waiting for the you know, that point where you basically know that the wall of shit is coming. Well, this is it at the moment because the wall of shit really is everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, last week I I got, it was one afternoon, it was one of those relentlessly wet days and I got caught in the rain with holes in both shoes and and I came out of the tube station, I'd left the car there and it had a parking ticket, which actually was, it was a mistake. It was one of those, you know, now I've got to contest it, parking tickets. And then I got home late and the cat had been sick everywhere. And even though I'd been ignoring it all day, all week, probably, it was unavoidably clear that my back has started hurting again. Mm. Uh, Normally, like in the olden days, just one of those things would have been enough to send me into a towering rage. And rage with me is usually about fear and distress into a fury. But something's changed. I, I don't think it's me. I think it's context or it's age or... But I'm suddenly grateful to be held together by all these micro disasters. (laughs) So if I rip a dress or scratch the car or spill something on the sofa or dye everything blue in the washing machine or stub my toe, I I don't, for the first time in my life, 
how, oh God, why me? Why now? Into my own personal vortex. I think, oh, well, never mind. Could be worse. <laughs> and, and, and so now I feel regret. Why has it taken me all these decades to realize that things really could be worse? They could be so much worse. Why have I always been such a bad, silly person? So it's taken a war, an energy crisis, a cost of living crisis, climate change, and all the wall of shit, as you say, to really access something approaching gratitude, like yeah. automatic reflex gratitude, not I'm going to sit here and try not to feel sad by practicing gratitude. And I don't think I'm alone. Do you feel the same, Anne? Yeah, I think so. I think this weird sort of perspective yeah. that sort of seeps in that there is always, it's sort of a fatalism, isn't it? But in some it's ways... acceptance. So it's like the thrum of the benign mishap is suddenly comforting rather than equilibrium threatening. I mean, it's weird and, and, it's, and it's unfamiliar, but, it, but it, it does feel right, this, as you say, perspective. Yeah, no, it's good. And, you know, we all agree that um, despite the sort of amazing skin elasticity and our ability to metabolize alcohol, or not my case, but definitely from what I hear from everybody else now, that was a superpower. You know, our 20s were the fucking trenches, or at least emotionally they felt that way. Yeah. And here we are in our 30s, 40s, 50s, you know, trying to see which bits of our personalities we want to hold on to and which bits to let go. Yeah, who to be, basically. Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, who to be is a big question, so maybe we could start with who to be in a very, very micro way. <laughs> you know, what tiny influence we could have on the world in a kind of baby step, sort of micro-philanthropy sort of making other people's lives a tiny bit easier kind of way. Yeah, because we're all in a fucking, like, nightmare. I love the idea that we're obsessed with micro-changes. Like, we are just not interested in, in anything macro right now because it's all too awful. Too awful. So, 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 you know, who shall I be today? Well, you know, some ideas. I could be the person who, at this weird time of a weird year, says out loud, I am thinking about not doing a Christmas tree this year. I am thinking, considering, not wrestling the super knackered fake tree out of the cupboard or grappling an already aggressively shedding real tree through the door. I'm thinking about not digging out the box of decorations, containing ornaments, each one more triggering than the last, because they all represent a moment from Christmas's past that make us want to cry. I'm also thinking about not spending money on new decorations because the old ones are a bit shit and you, know, you always have fewer than you remember. I'm thinking about not engaging with social media decoration and interior feeds that make me feel terrible about my house, my Christmas, my family and myself. I'm considering avoiding the stress that untangling Christmas lights will bring, swiftly followed by worrying about how much all that twinkling is going to cost me in energy bills. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, think of going another way, maybe some bows or solar-powered lights around the window. And basically, I'm thinking about not faking it this Christmas. Imagine if you said that out loud and you could just watch everyone's shoulders relax in sheer relief because it could dawn on all of us that maybe there's no room for competitive festiveness this Christmas. Now it's just not the time. No, I agree. What about being the person who ends meetings early? <laughs> there you go. I mean, if you've got the power to do this, imagine the tiny way you can improve people's lives. And not like four minutes early. I'm not talking about, oh, you know, it's 5-2, I'm going to stop Yes, there's now. that meme, isn't there, which is like, 
Right. I'm going to end the meeting four minutes early so you can now go and pursue your passion. Yeah, exactly. And four no. minutes early doesn't get us very far. No, my passion for going to the loo or making a cup of tea. Yeah. I mean, you know, still. Anyway, no, 40 minutes early. Like a nice, chunky, like almost nappable time, right? Yeah. Be the person who never organises meetings after lunch on a Friday and who makes sure that these meetings that we're talking about are Zooms at worst emails at best yes that meeting could have been an email exactly this was the meeting guys Woo! if we're deciding who to be then maybe we could be the person who never again compliments people on losing weight never admires the fact that someone is taking up less space in the world never congratulates them for making themselves smaller maybe that's no longer okay yeah you know we've all suffered at the hands of be as small as you can possibly be for most of our lives so it has to end or we pass it on. And if you really think about the way a lot of us have felt, you wouldn't wish that on your worst enemy. No, I agree. Okay, I'm going to lighten the load. Yeah, do. What about being the person who starts the cancelling conversation? Yes. So, I mean, not balls out, just a toe in the water, just like taking the temperature. It's so nice when you get that text or WhatsApp and you know that they're just seeing how the land lies. Just the, the ripples. Plan. How is everyone feeling about tonight? I'm exhausted but really looking forward to seeing you and then I think pretty quickly you know if the plan is still retaining any joy or has just become awful awful duty yeah I mean and if you are planning to somehow get yourself out of the house for dinner then be the person who always suggests dinner at 6.30. I love 6.30 dinners. Well, that's because they're the only dinners that we can actually look forward to. I mean, sure, once in a very, very long while, we might be able to get tarted up and go somewhere for eight. But you know, that takes real organisation and energy. And, and, you know, I'd be lying if I didn't admit that I have to get over a sort of hump of dread first. Mm. Um, so make dinners 6.30 and then by nine o'clock, be the person to ask for the bill or be the person to say no to another cup of herbal tea because herbal tea, as we know, is hotter than the Earth's core and takes half an hour to cool down before you can even drink it. So be the party pooper, be the bad guy, break the going home seal so that everyone else is released and can just go home. I know, snap it like those neon um, glow, sticks. glow sticks, you know, that crackle, love it. Chick, and free. What about, and... Um, and I'm speaking from personal experience here, be the person who says to the entire family and extended family and basically almost everybody, you know, I'm related to, let's do Secret Santa with a price limit of 10 or five pounds even. Or even, uh, this is not me, but I can imagine this is a great idea, we'll make our presents. I mean, if you've got the energy for that, great. But no more panic spending or worrying that, you know, they've got you something nicer than you've got them or resenting the fact that you've got them something nicer than they've got you. That terrible to and fro. There's no more wondering if you can get away with asking for the receipt. Well, who wouldn't rather have some kind of revolting homemade fudge or a nice workaday shower gel? So useful. You know, it's better than an expensive dust collector that you're not allowed to ever throw away. Also, and it doesn't feel so kind of acutely studied. Like, this is what I think of you. Yes. That's the thing about presents. This is the so price on so, your head. Yes. Oh, it's just so tense. Five or ten pounds. Let's just do it. Anyway. Look at us being all worthy. <gasps> We're amazing. Enough of that. <laughs> yes, I know. Just in case listeners think that we've hit our heads and somehow become, you know, 
angel philanthropist. Well, you are quite angel, but let's go back to my, you know, my heartland, which is punishment and retribution. Exactly. So Julia Fox, who, you know, you may or may not remember, went out with Kanye West after his breakup with Kim Kardashian. And there is an actress and basically some kind of muse, social media sensation. Anyway, she recently posted that if she heard the phrase anti-aging associated with a product again, she was going to sue. <laughs> yeah, she was going to use it, inevitably continue aging, and then sue. And anti-aging basically should be taken off everything. Yeah, everything. We can't anti-age. Anti-aging is dying. How can we possibly be anti-something that we will all do regardless? It's cruel and it's lies, and it got us thinking about all the other suing that we want to do. Because, well, we seem to have gone... All American. This is an advertisement from BetterHelp Therapy Online. Now, you guys know that we're not shy about getting things off our chest. The tiny inconveniences that can ruin our days to the big, overwhelming worries that can flood our nights. Trouble is, we all got into the habit of saying, I'm absolutely fine. Emily and I added the but specifically to get off autopilot and give ourselves the space to say what we were really experiencing. But we weren't always so free with our inner furies. A few years ago, I began experiencing debilitating panic attacks because I felt I couldn't tell anyone all the things that I was feeling, that I was not coping, that I felt like a failure. I was so ashamed, so I kept it all bottled inside. And of course, it started leaking out. It was only when I found a therapist and began sharing those doubts and insecurities with her that the panic began to dissipate. Because therapy can be a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, why not give BetterHelp a try? It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a registered therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. With over a thousand therapists in the UK already, BetterHelp can provide access to mental health professionals with a wide variety of expertise. And our listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com slash midalt. That's better. H-E-L-P dot com slash midalt. Better help, because sometimes the best thing to do is acknowledge that we are not, in fact, absolutely fine. So to start with, we are going to sue for the fact that way back when they told us, I suppose they might as well be the patriarchy, right? Em? Yeah, absolutely. They told us that Giselle, can't pronounce her surname, was curvy. Look at that Amazonian, they said. You look look at her hips, look at those boobs, they said. And so we dutifully looked and we sort of drank the Kool-Aid. I mean, at the time we were, after all, in recovery from heroin chic, which incidentally is back, which is insane, and violence against women. I mean, we should sue about heroin chic as yep. well. It's basically saying death chic. Yeah, anyway, see. if you dare, have a look back at Giselle on the Victoria's Secret catwalk all those years ago. Take a fresh look at those luscious curves that were not, in fact, there. But she looked almost as ill as the rest of them, but she just had a tan. So good luck not crying with rage. It was so infuriating when we looked at it a couple of weeks ago. I nearly passed out in kind of anger at what we'd been sold. So, in fact... Let's sue the entire fucking diet industry. Yeah. For that, we could also say the patriarchy. <laughs> for all the endless reminders that we were somehow not enough or too much. All the shakes, the pills, the Atkinses, the lies, you know, the snake oil, all the pressure. I mean, they sold us the idea that being thin was the same as being happy. Yeah, hands up if you were your happiest at your thinnest. No, we weren't. We were fucking paranoid and broken. 
Let's see Brian Adams. Unrelated, but let's sue him anyway, because we're in a litigious mood. I think we should sue Brian Adams for those 16 weeks in the summer of, I want to say, 1991, that everything I do was number one, because we can never get those weeks back, Brian. So we sue. So we sue. Oh, I know, I know. Also in the legal line of fire. Also in the 90s, because I know what you're going to say next. The film Pretty Women. Yeah. For teaching a generation of 15-year-old girls that prostitution was not only cool, but also the way to meet a nice, rich husband. So strange, because we hold that film in such affection and we're always kind of quoting from it, but at the same time, it's really, really suspect. Honestly, I can't count in the amount of times we've gone, oh, the pressure of a name. In the fucking rella. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. But, um, or don't you just love Prince? Or I was very angry with my father. I mean, I can practically quote the fucking thing verbatim. But watching it now is like putting on high heels. You're like, oh, yes. Hello, old friends. You will make me feel better. Oh, why does everything hurt and feel wrong? Speaking of things that hurt and feel wrong, what do you think should be the cookery ingredient limit? I mean, we've got speed limits to keep people out of danger. So why not ingredient limits? I mean, how many ingredients? Five, three, seven at most. I mean, five for me. I think we should sue any cookery book that requires more than seven ingredients and 25 pieces of equipment so you don't have them or the washing up takes longer than the cooking time. And thinking that we have preserved lemons in our pantry and in fact thinking that we have a pantry. I mean, you will be hearing from our lawyers. Look at us. I tell you who else will be hearing from our lawyers. Printers. Yeah, they belong in prison. I mean, <laughs> behind bars. Yes. <laughs> there is a printer prison somewhere. In the old days, you know, we could just about like manage to yank out paper from the paper jam. Now printing is just an endlessly painful experience. Basically, you cross your fingers, hoping that the computer will connect with the fucking things. And you're standing and you're going, it's right there. It's right there. Ink costs more than gold. It lasts for about three minutes. And it's so complicated to change, so you need a degree in, God knows, astrophysics or something. And also, you're on this strange subscription, and the printer is supposed to tell headquarters that it's running out of ink. And so, you know, the, I suppose the idea is, is that more ink is dispatched. You yeah, know, but it's it's it I mean, every time we print, print I have a, like an automatic stress response. Will it work? Because also, what do we do if it doesn't? Yeah, buy a new one. <laughs> I mean, you just want to go, you have one job printer. Do you know what, actually? It's not just printers with their absolutely pitiful work ethics. The whole of technology is a big, giant lawsuit waiting to happen. Yes, you technology. Let's <laughs> sue technology. You think you're so clever, technology, with your whizzy bits and your crypto bullshit. But we think that we should sue you for the fact that you are just designed to break or to give up or to make our lives just that little bit worse. You were sold to us as a portal to connection and ease and information, but you're not, you're not. You're the portal to frustration, potential bankruptcy and, and, and infinite stress. You know, this is not our first tech rodeo. It all started with Walkmans, which, which drain batteries in seconds. And they told us, they sold us this lie, that CDs were unscratchable. Yes, they did. They were not. They were not. So we sue you. We sue you, technology. And, you know, it does look like we're going to be coerced into the metaverse. The metaverse, which is clearly such a fucking disaster. Um, and fuck the metaverse. What about we build ourselves a mid-elf-verse? 
Yes, where innovation is actually designed to make our lives easier and saner. I mean, forget flying cars. Think how much better life would be if you had a duvet that changed its own cover. <laughs> so much easier. I don't want anything more than that. No, it slumped itself onto the bed beautifully with a bottom sheet that was all tightly stretched so you could bounce a coin on it. I mean, you wouldn't, but you could if you wanted to. Uh, there'd be no struggle, there'd be no sweating, there'd be no swearing. It would genuinely be the first brick on the path to a better world. It genuinely might be, you know, the, the, a step towards serenity. Can you imagine if you were like Miss Universe or something and they said, what would you, what would you most want? And you didn't say, say well, world peace. He said, a duvet that changed itself. <laughs> you get my vote. Anyway, okay, so another thing in our mid-art verse is there is standard sizing for clothes so you know what you're going to get. What, you mean the extraordinary idea that a size 12 will be a size 12? <gasps> yes. So, so you wouldn't have to go, will it fit or won't it fit? Am I worthy, worthy, or am I unworthy? Why am I a size 16 here and a size 10 there? Imagine. Imagine that you weren't just sort of endlessly negotiating the size slalom as you kind of, you know, ski down the high street, yeah. trying not to look, basically. Yes, in the mid-up verse, everything is streamlined, consistent, and the lighting is fantastic. Consistency is always a good thing in life. I mean, for example, all your TV channels in the mid-up verse would be set to the same volume. <laughs> so you would never find yourself switching over and being deafened by Netflix when you literally couldn't hear a thing on Amazon Prime. It's so true. It's such a nightmare. Uh, there'd be no sound roller coaster. You know, you, you wouldn't go from not being able to understand the mumbling and having to put on the subtitles to suddenly being attacked by the shouting. It's really terrible. And, some, and the music comes on. You're like, oh, my God, I'm in the cinema by accident. Yeah. You know, it's like Dolby Surround. It's a nightmare. And also then you're like screaming for the remote control. To turn the volume down. Where's the remote control? Well, in the mid-alt verse, the remote control will immediately appear in your hand. Will fly into your palm before you even had time to panic about where it was, whether, I have this all the time, whether you threw it away when you were in one of those weird autopilot moods. Do you think, do you worry that you've thrown everything away? Yeah. Do you say, oh, I probably threw it away? Yeah. Like, all the time. I know, it's mad, isn't I it? I posted my wallet the other day through a public litter bin. <gasps> oh my God, that's so scary. Yeah, I mean, I could actually, it was one of those I could get my arm in nice and get it out. But, <laughs> and also phew. Yes, it's that revolting and thank God. I know, I nearly posted um, my phone I was, had a letter and a phone in my hand oh. and I nearly put my phone in the letterbox. Easily done. I mean, but the thing is, it wouldn't matter because if you'd done that, because in this feature of the Midalverse, it's not limited to remote controls, but any small item that has a tendency to wonder or that you might, in fact, throw away. So phones, glasses, keys, wallets would just fly back into your hand. Imagine how much of our stress would be, like, dissipated by never losing anything. Well, you know, on the same theme, um, socks like swans and penguins and lobsters would... Um, and otters. And otters <laughs> would make for life. <laughs> Never again would they be separated. It's romantic. Oh, speaking of romance, in the mid verse, when you hug a tree, it hugs you back. Oh, imagine the joy. Imagine how many trees people would plant. We're all such bottomless pits of need. I mean... Amazon rainforest would regenerate in, you know, practically minutes. It'd be amazing. You'd be like, oh, I'm just going to plant a few hugging trees in my backyard. All the love addicts out there, planting, planting for the hugs. <laughs> but the mid-up verse is very, very peaceful. For people who are extremely driven by stress and panic, we have created quite an, a, a, a sort of stress-free vibe. But let's revert back to our own selfish mid-up goals, because in, okay. in the mid-up verse, 
any bad picture of ourselves would immediately delete itself. <laughs> and not just on our phones. Listen, we've all been in a group shop where everyone looks sensational, and, 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 but you are the gargoyle in the background. And it's posted. And you feel too ashamed to make a fuss and ask someone to take it down because it's just too shallow. In the middle of us, you know, that picture would have instantly self-deleted. Yeah, it would never have really existed. In fact, there would never again exist a bad picture of you. Or potentially, because I, well, for me, I'm so bad at posing, any picture of me will exist at all. So there will be no record that you had ever lived. <laughs> but let's cross that bridge when we come to it. Uh, and, and lastly, the, and lastly in the middle verse, charge is infinite. Oh, we don't care how this happens or why this happens. If I was talking to the coders who are building our metaverse, I would just be saying, you know, bring me solutions, not problems. Yeah, so nothing would ever run out of battery. Once you turned it on, it worked forever. No cables, no panic, no wrong widgety bits. No, sorry, but you need the newer version of that charger. For me, no running around my co-working space looking for someone with a Mac as old as mine. Yep. Please let someone be working on this now because we're <laughs> running out of patience. Yes, exactly. And if it's you, stop listening to this podcast and go off and fix the world. Yeah, we want problems, not solutions. <laughs> oh, no, my God, I said that wrong. We want solutions, not problems. Jesus. Oh, my God. It's all going tits up waiting for this phone call. Okay. Good luck this week, everyone. See you next week. Bye. You've been listening to Annabelle Rifkin and Emily McMeekin of The Midalt. Our book, I'm Absolutely Fine, is out now. If you like what you hear, please rate, review and subscribe. Hi, my name is Kay Adams and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process. So I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revelhorwood, Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.